Hi, and welcome to the Roses Hip Hop Podcast, an outlet for just that, giving roses to those that I feel truly deserve it. I am your reluctant host, Braden Curry. Now, let me give a little backstory. The first episode was supposed to be just a brief introduction to me, my music tastes, and my goals with starting this podcast, etc. But today's release day is very important to me, so fuck it. Why are we here? Exactly one year before the release of this episode, on February 22nd, 2021, Charlotte rapper Mavi dropped Into the Earth, a five-track extended play that has truly been a beacon in my life since its release. I have no formal plan for doing this episode necessarily. I do not plan on this being the template for future episodes, and I do apologize because it might be awkward in transition at times or come across as just plain disorganized. But I couldn't have picked a better project to do first, while it is admittedly daunting. Who is Mavi? Mavi is a rapper from Charlotte, North Carolina, that released his official debut album, Let the Sun Talk, on October 18th, 2019. Let the Sun Talk was a perfect introduction to someone exponentially wise beyond their years. Let the Sun Talk's poeticism, philosophies, reflections on youth, love, beauty, and self will certainly all be a topic of discussion at a later date, so I digress. Mavi is the future. As a matter of fact, if you were sleeping on Killswitch as a whole, wake up. How did I find out about him? Mavi has been in my personal top five rappers since the very first listen of Let the Sun Talk. The first Mavi verse I had heard was his contribution to El Toro Combo Mill by Earl Sweatshirt, another one of my personal favorites. Uh, Tebe is going to be heavily discussed here. I wish I was in Atlanta watching him on the NBA Leather Tour the night this releases. Anyways, I was absolutely enthralled from the very first line. Feet of Clay and Let the Sun Talk were the only thing I listened to for probably the next three weeks. I think that's enough backstory. Time for the main event. But first a word from today's sponsor, Strange Dave's Private Swim Lessons. Are you an adult that doesn't know how to swim, but at this point you're just too embarrassed to ask? Call Dave. Dave offers excellent lessons, as well as an airtight alibi, disguising your trip perfectly as a visit with a male escort. Every lesson comes with doctored images depicting you engaging in any sex act you could possibly imagine with the background of your choice. And Strange Dave's Private Swim Lessons is unbelievably easy on the wallet. All you have to do, have sex with him. Don't want your kids to know the real reason all you can do is black out at pool parties? Get better while your kids think you're just getting off. Still resent your own father for not teaching you how to swim and also not loving you? Come get back at him in two ways. Strange Dave's Private Swim Lessons. Let's work on those strokes together, folks. Huge thanks to Dave for sponsoring this episode. Uh, absolutely love the guy. Taught me everything I know. Uh, I am truly sorry for that. From this point on, there may be points that will be emotional for me, and that's just something I had to do to maintain my sanity. February 22nd, 2021. Allow me to be somewhat vulnerable for a moment. I was actually in Charlotte for my second session of ketamine therapy for depression. I don't want to go uh, too into it at the moment, but the past three months or so before this was an unbelievably tumultuous period in my life, and truthfully, it was just a brutal testing period. I was at the bottom. I was a little two months out of the hospital for undisclosed reasons, but starting roughly a week before Into the Earth, the sun started rising on my life, metaphorically. That morning, I saw Mavi dropped and was naturally really fucking excited. Let the Sun Talk is high, high up on my list of favorite albums at this point. Beacon is fantastic. No Rose is also incredible. Honestly, this man doesn't have a single song, verse, nor fucking bar. That is tossable. So yes, my expectations were honestly really high, and I still wasn't prepared. 
Uh, I waited until the needle was in my vein before starting music. Before effects came on, I put on Chiasma from Let the Sun Talk, one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't remember if anything played after, uh, but right as I started filling the ketamine, I put on Into the Earth. The first thing I felt was pride. Uh, not 20 seconds in, I felt pride for Charlotte. Instantly, it was a victory for the Windy City. Actually, I don't I don't think it's the Windy City. Uh, shit. But, okay. The next feeling I had was an acute feeling of hope. Uh, while ketamine is very effective in many cases of treatment-resistant depression, and obviously a sense of euphoria comes along with it, this was different. It wasn't just being on medication. Uh, for the first time in a long time, inside myself, I felt hopefulness, and in that instant, it was pivotal for me. I can honestly equate it to ego death. Uh, it was that powerful. Now, a little background. Ketamine therapy is powerful in its own right as a treatment, uh, but I know many people practice ketamine therapy with psychoanalytical or humanistic therapy. Personally, I did the injection alone, but I guarantee you that the inclusion of this specific piece of music did more for me in that one session on first listen than any therapeutic method could have done over the total six sessions. So what is Into the Earth to me? For starters, my favorite hip-hop project of all time. Slowly but surely creeping up, passing absolute classics like Mmm Food, Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous by Big L, The Marshall Mathers LP, and Equimini, by the release of today's episode. In my eyes, it perfectly encapsulates what it means to feel. It's about presence. Into the Earth explains me at my core better than I ever could. Every introspective lyric courses through my veins at any given moment and lives rent-free inside of my brain. I mumble to myself multiple times throughout the day lyrics that just give me strength. This project is truly cathartic to me. Uh, I listen to it and have a good sob at least once a week. There have been and still are days where it is the only thing I find myself listening to. Uh, according to a third party, probably not reputable Spotify statistic website, Time Travel is my most listened to song in the five years I've been using that account. And for my 2021 wrapped, my top five songs were the entirety of the EP in the official track list order. This is the only project that I've ever listened to that I can't choose a definitive favorite song. Uh, I can't rank the tracks at all. As a matter of fact, if I'm listening to my Spotify Mavi playlist, I'll add the link in the episode description. And any tracks off of End of the Earth come up, I'm very likely to just go back and listen to the whole project. End of the Earth has a very rare power over me in that sense. Uh, I love and listen to a lot of music, and my only experience similar is the strange hold that the album Terror Twilight by Pavement has on me, but it's still not equal. Uh, Terror Twilight isn't even my favorite Pavement album, as well as I can rank the songs, pick a favorite, etc. But if I hear one track off of it, I immediately uh, it becomes the only album that I can listen to for the rest of the day. Less than six months after the release, I had the secondary cover tattooed on my forearm. The original cover was an interpolation of Shel Silverstein's Where the Sidewalk Ends, uh, which my grandmother used to read to me every time I stayed over as a kid. To this day, it's still one of my favorite books. Uh, this project just truly means the world to me. One thing I want to make sure is very clear about this podcast is it's not a place for reviews. I think reviews and objective music criticism is fine, but personally, it's not my style. I'll have personal scores I think projects may be, but I will never think my opinion is valid enough to post a serious review. This is really just going to be all of the music talk that would typically annoy unsuspecting and uninterested people in my day-to-day -day life. But that being said, what do I think about it, music-wise? This is the only EP that I've ever even considered considering a 10 out of 10. 
It's absolutely flawless. Classic upon first listen. Uh, after two months, it was in my top three favorite hip-hop projects of all time. As previously stated, I hold this project extremely close to me due to the weight I carry with it. But even without 80% of my personal relationship with this project, I would still be in my top 10. End of the Earth is concise. Uh, five songs clocking in at just under 15 minutes. Mavi will have your attention from the very first word. This project is a testament to craftsmanship and artistry in its purest form. The love and care that Mavi put into it is ever apparent with the emotion of every slight vocal inflection. Into the Earth bleeds authenticity, and that might be its best quality. It's honest. Mavi is a top-tier lyricist, more a poet than rapper, but still a very, very technically proficient writer. He is a prime example of perfect syllable discipline. Mavi raps like an English major. He gets it, effortlessly using numbers of literary devices throughout his career. I'm always excited to listen to Mavi because there is substance. Always. In the realm of he only says what needs to be said akin to Kendrick or Andre 3000. End of the Earth kicks off with time travel. Producer Aloysius samples God is on our side by Hijra. Capturing the main melody as well as a few perfect vocal chops, uh, the sample itself brings a tone of hopefulness. The production here is ethereal, even as uh, it is the true foundation of the track. The instrumental feels like it's floating. Lightly hovering in the background, but still powerful and ever-present as Mavi absolutely spazzes. Time travel starts with the chorus, essentially a mission statement. This, that shit that we ride to. This, that skin you travel time through. That ginger juice fronto. Journalism gonzo. Us herded in the Apollo. Our spaceship at full throttle. This, that stardust play with sunlight. This, that Keltec carbon with no gun license. This, that make you laugh like Martin because he done fighting. This, that tilting the whole world to see from one side. Now, one thing I don't want this to be is just a boring lyric breakdown. Uh, even though in my eyes there are no boring lyrics here, I know that me just quoting with no insight could get very grueling very quickly. And who would I be to put my listeners through that? My best advice to you as the listener is to listen to this project until you know the lyrics like the back of your hand and build deep personal relationships with each line like I have. Personally, I've never been able to just enjoy this as a casual listening experience, but I do understand that that will not be the case for everybody, and that is obviously fine. Music is subjective to the fullest extent. One of my favorite quotes of all time comes from Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member Dave Grohl, where he said, That's the great thing about music. You can sing a song for 85,000 people, and they'll sing it back for 85,000 different reasons. And that logic reigns true with any given song. There will be many projects, songs, or artists featured on here that I just like. Today's episode is not the best example of what it will be because this will primarily cover End of the Earth's personal importance to me. I can't stress that enough. My ultimate goal is to toe the line between objective and subjective while somehow staying out of both, reflecting the work alone, and highlighting what I think just needs to be said about whatever we are discussing. Personally, I don't feel like I've done that well here with that at all. I do realize I've maybe put a little too much emphasis on personal importance, but that in itself is the reason I made sure this was the very first episode. Like I said, I don't want this to just be a bland, run-of-the-mill lyric breakdown, so I will do my best to not dwell too much on every line. Realistically, the hook for time travel that I have already quoted can double as a motif for the entirety of the project. Being able to summarize a project with just a number of lines from a verse or a hook is a quality and skill I feel is often overlooked in an artist's career. If you think about it, whatever you are attempting to convey, it's all about the image. Many people praise the cryptic, and I am no exception. Aesop Rock is another one of my favorite rappers, solely because there are lyrics I'm still deciphering and nowhere close with. 
but I believe there is a certain talent required to blatantly spelling something out and adhering to your message, and it is something that is wildly overlooked. One of the prime examples of this is the first verse of Wings by Mac Miller. Uh, the first verse of Wings is a perfect summarization of swimming as a whole. But maybe the wildest detail is that while Time Travel's chorus is the perfect summarization of End of the Earth, it's not the end-all, be-all, definitive summary. There are lines scattered across the entire project that would be just as fitting. Excerpts from Town Crier and Life We Live contain themes just as prevalent and ever-present as Time Travel's chorus. This project is entirely self-contained. It's an ecosystem that thrives within itself and needs no other leg to stand on. Uh, I can't ride all the time because I can't lie. Fuck. Just what more needs to be said? Uh, this line is everything to me. There is nothing to decipher here, no hidden meaning. It's blunt. Again, as previously stated, the lyricism is honest. Mavi pulls no punches. Not much analyzing is required for much of the work. It's spelled out all so eloquently, even though he typically makes the kind of songs you have to read. I think the way I'm going to approach this is to give a summary of each track along with its personal relationship to me and point out some true lyrical highlights. I can't stress enough that lyrically this project could not be more perfect. Not a single word is wasted. The next point is the second half of the chorus, rather just the core theme lines. This that make you laugh like Martin cause he done fightin', this that told on the whole world to see from one side. This that cuddle with your cush nightly, this that I'm scared of my brother cause he just like me. This is maybe the first example of unabashed introspection on this project. Ever so subtly, Mavi admits defeat. Uh, he admits that he's tired of fighting and that's okay. Time and time again we see people lie about their struggles and we've seen how it ends up. But at the same time, time travel secretes subconscious feelings of hope. And with that admittance there is nothing more to it. It's just admittance. It's a blatant statement. Something to put in the back of your mind as we trudge forward. By no means is this phrase any indication of true wear on Omavi's behalf. Even in his voice, power is still very prevalent. Along with the context of the line, it's not him giving up. Now, I also could be wrong about who even this is about. Uh, given the contextual subject matter and recurring theme of introspection, naturally I am led to believe this lyric is about Omavi, but I will be the first to admit that any comment I make is speculation, and if I find out I am wrong about anything at any point, I will do my best to correct the information. The next crucial lines are this that cuddle with your cush nightly, this that I'm scared of my brother because he just like me. Another example of Mavi perfectly encapsulating his feelings on a subject. Mavi has referenced his brother on numerous tracks, detailing their relationship and often Mavi's worry is in their similarities. For example, referring to his brother as his mirror on Night Drive off of No Roses. Uh, also, his brother recently got into Howard, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously don't know you, but congratulations. Um, now we hop later into the main verse of time travel. I'm seeing chins at different angles, fakes popping shit to relate to me. I'm just polite enough to where my people ain't ashamed of me, but right enough to where these no don't play with me. Uh, Mavi lets you see things from his perspective, where he's been since he's been rising in popularity, and then we get to the line referencing the duality of his kindness. Now, Mavi has referenced this a number of times, but again, never as well as he does here. One line off of I comes to mind where he states, I done got some crazy ass results from showing kindness, and quite frankly, I can attest to that. Um, just in my personal life, that's something that I always strive to be. Um, I do realize that life is not permanent, and if I can strive to be remembered as one thing, 
it's it's kind that's what i would choose but um also you know i'm sure this story will come up in full later but my personal experience with meeting omavi was absolutely unreal Uh, i'll keep the details to a minimum for now but i've met a number of celebrities and i've had numerous experiences with people that exceeded all expectations and omavi is the best example of this he was unbelievably kind made me feel very welcome and heard Uh, There's just an aura about him without a doubt. Uh, The way he carries himself without probably even realizing it was admittedly intimidating. But the second our conversation began, he was surprisingly easy to talk to. Just so down to earth when he had absolutely no reason to be. They they say to never meet your heroes, but it was honestly just an unforgettable, absolutely perfect experience. Um, But I digress. Duality. There's a time and a place, and Mavi so clearly lives and expresses that sentiment. Often I'd be embarrassed over how brazen I'd be, but it beats being embarrassed over how lazy they'd be. Mavi, the rap persona, has always gone against the grain in the grand scheme of the specific hip-hop era that he came up in. For lack of a better term, SoundCloud era was a different beast. A platform arrived that allowed producers and artists alike to create and share entirely DIY, while this is, you know, obviously always existed, this was a specific platform for that. Um, so it was all this creative, you know, DIY uh, material being put out in the exact same factory, for example. Uh, and to this day, SoundCloud is cluttered, true success stories few and far between, and to this point, a very very common insult to an artist is to refer to them as a SoundCloud rapper. By Beacon's release in 2016, there were blatant themes at play. Artists, as individual as they come, were still adhering to strict rules in the game of commercialism to get plays. Songs prioritized the glamorization of materialism, more in my opinion, uh, the image and brand came first. And along came Mavi. Beacon will certainly be a later episode. Fuck, I love that project, but I will read an excerpt from the start, this was like Kendrick's control verse in my eyes. It has just always stuck with me. Beacon, uh, first track starts with, Spare me all them scary rounds, barely poppin' like cherry wine. Flamary Poppin's merits is better than nearly everybody. Swag is immaculate, tactics are hotter rapper hitting in the apples. Adam that Eve had to have been the baddest bitch. I'm sort of picking up shit. Okay, well, calm down. I'm gonna leave this in. I don't. I don't care. Let's add this doctrine to your doctor's note. Prescriptions hitting harder than all of your gargled bars will go. Just fuck. Like, I don't see a reason to expound at the moment. But let me just say this track is a breath of fresh air. And I am very excited to discuss Beacon. Also, later in Fossils, uh, just another prime example of Mavi's impeccable syllable discipline. Other perfect examples include SMH, Cold Summer, which is my personal favorite track off of Beacon, and Ghost, parentheses in the shell, Guernica, and Omavi off of Let the Sun Talk, and many, many more. Now we get to the lyrics on time travel that are most important to me. This that crushed Volkswagen door because I always lose when I gain shit. Took the total to the face, my frame ain't cave-in thankful. Ain't nothing but a little character what that pain prove. This, that love from an awkward angle. The first part is very important to me. Uh, In July of 2020, I was in a really, really bad wreck on interstate. I was going about 85 in a 65. Guy in front of me in an SUV with no lights on was going 35 miles per hour. 
never saw him coming. Uh, I just floored him. I had no chance to prepare. And weirdly enough, I was listening to El Toro Combo Mill at the moment of impact. But that moment was very crucial to me. Um, realistically, I shouldn't have survived. I walked away with only a broken rib, and I've seen many, many wrecks not as bad go way worse. It made me question everything. It was the first time I had felt like there was a reason I was supposed to be here. And from that moment forward, I had to find out what it was. Uh, it made me question my spirituality. I lost my best friend in 2017 in a car crash, and a very large part of me died with him. And in my entire life up to that moment, I had only seen two shooting stars. Both, sorry, wiping tears. Give me one second. Both while visiting his grave. And the third I saw was on the ride home after the crash. So this experience uh, certainly varies. Uh, don't recommend you getting into a car wreck. But a car wreck did make me relate to this project in an entirely new way. That last line is just wise as well. Ain't nothing but a little character with that pain prove this that love from an awkward angle. One of my personal favorite lyrics from Time Travel, uh, actually what I captioned the Instagram story I posted about my end of the earth tattoo. We won't dwell on the first track much longer. Uh, the last section I would like to point out, aside from the chorus, I believe that this is the closest we get to a summarization of this track. Before returning to the hook, uh, Mavi ends Time Travel with been doing this shit way before the money ain't got that to lose my whole cachet just a cacophony heard inside cacao cocoons trying to milk my fucking cow it flew it around the moon my 40 acres metaphorical i'm whipped like a mule now i'm sure it's apparent that i absolutely adore this project and relate to it on almost every level but there is one aspect of this project that I will never be able to relate to, and I'm not even going to act like I do. Uh, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. I don't know if you've already gathered this from hearing my name, my voice, or my blatant admission of a certain word from this episode thus far, but I am white. This is something I have dreaded confronting since the start of writing this episode, but obviously something has to be said. There are core themes here not to be overlooked, just personally, I believe it isn't my place to discuss these themes on account of my race and just plain ignorance on the matter. There are no lyrics that require deeper interpretation on my behalf necessarily, um, I just strongly advise you to take those in directly from the source. I firmly believe that within the borders of this project, I relate to Mavi as a human on such a profound level, but I will never ever be able to relate to his struggles as a black man and all i can do in times like this is listen and do my best to understand time travel continues with the chorus and towards the end a small portion of the sampled track god is on our side by hijra plays out and may i just say it's just the cherry on top it is truly beautiful uh next you hear a voicemail from Omavi's grandmother saying hey Omavi, what happened uh, you hung up on me or the phone ran out. Go ahead and eat your food now. Eat your food while it's hot. You can call me back later. All right, love you, Grandma. And I take back what I say about the hijra vocal sample being used. That is the icing on the cake. It's adorable, uh, personal, and I just love any time that heartfelt voicemails are included in a track. Track two, Thousand Miles. Produced by Isaac, the instrumental is a pitched-down loop sampled from Lady by Gino Vanelli. 
No other alterations made to the track as it carries through that I'm aware of. Um, this is the only song from End of the Earth that I got to see live, and it was an absolute treat. Also, I might talk about some concerts on here, too, uh, something I'm a huge fan of. Mavi puts on a great show, truly immaculate stage presence. I'm seeing him again in March at his first headlining show in Charlotte, and it's going to be absolutely incredible. The rest of Killswitch will be there as well. Please, if you haven't listened to Timeless by Amir, you won't be disappointed. Now, Thousand Miles is another lyrical knockout. Mavi has this beautiful power to toe the line between poetic and hard as fuck without ever faltering. No examples in this track necessarily, but he even makes his vulnerability in low, low moments seem nothing less than admirable. Thousand Miles begins with this, uh, another hundred thousand miles, another step. An underlying mantra that says so much with so little. Um, again, I really don't want to go much into the actual analyzation of any lyrics here, just a highlight of where I believe crucial themes lie. Basically, I want this to be a tour of End of the Earth. How well I have achieved that? Well, we'll find out. The standout lyrics here to me uh, come very early on. I made it this far from my gifts. My strength was never effort. So even at other best, I know it's something better. Made commitment to kinships. Fail every time at friendship because accountability. Feel like to lenses flipping. I get it. The last part there is something I actually would like to take a slightly deeper dive into. Because I feel like it is a good example as to why I love Mavi as a rapper. Made commitment to kinships. Fail every time at friendship because accountability. Feel like to lenses flipping. I get it. This could be just me, but I feel that Mavi harnesses lyrical transparency in a really interesting way. While some songs naturally are more cryptic with their message as some artists strive for that deliberately, it might not always be the best course of action. The ability to do both is crucial, and some artists might not have the choice as to how they convey their messages. Uh, if you have to use metaphors and obscure references because it is the only way your message can come across in that instance, then so be it. That's fine as well. To me, Mavi seems self-aware of this tool and uses it perfectly, almost reflecting his mood and rapport with the track. Seemingly effortless at times, uh, interchanging the tactics with any given bar. He has it down to a science. Uh, you only see what he wants you to see. Basically, his writing style is a choice, and in my opinion, it's fucking perfect. More artists need to learn this. The next line summarizes the entire project uh, perfectly as well. This shit hard as fuck, bro, you dead wildin'. Just fucking facts. Again, even without an intense interpersonal relationship with this project, it's just really, really fucking good. Honestly, the fact that Let the Sun Talk and Into the Earth both evaded Pitchfork's Best New Music Award is fucking baffling to me. Uh, the last notable moment of Thousand Miles comes towards the end of the track. I know that I'm the original, expected you lean on me. I could walk to the end of the earth, I get there, still hear the screams. And then it fades into a refrain, repeating the phrase, echoes on a hollow rock, heads roll off the chopping block, I wonder how God feels, essentially. Um, now we are entering Methods. Methods is the literal and metaphorical centerpiece of End of the Earth. Let the Sun Talk was divided into three sections, and End of the Earth works in that way too, unofficially. But in parts, time travel and Thousand Miles are philosophizing Amavi's current situation and convey hope for the future. You see inside the mind of an artist, well aware of his worth, and knows the best is yet to come. And then Methods Alone 
is the second part, uh, capturing life through Amavi's eye. The third part is the truly reflective stage, uh, containing Life We Live and Town Crier, a two and a half minute absolute banger produced by Nephew Hesh. Methods is different, instrumentally from the other tracks on End of the Earth. No track here is dreary or dull by any means, but Methods really picks things up. Hard drums persist throughout the track as Omavi flows like a veteran, adding pure heart to every single word he says. It's present. I see Methods as the first person view. The event, uh, what the rest of the project reflects around. Methods is a reference point, zoomed way in. It's a story that isn't a specific event or a pivotal moment, but a routine. It's about life. It's about Omavi's life, his environment, in the form of an essay. He's not asking you questions. He's not posing anything. It's essentially Methods is the textbook for the test on Town Crier, if that makes sense. Uh, while still being an incredible standout track on its own. This is the one that I often recommend to first-time listeners, even though, firstly, I will always recommend just listening to the project as a whole. Methods is, like every other track discussed here already, a lyrical masterpiece, and I can't quote it word for word. Standout lyrics to me here are definitely, hardly see the people who inspire shit to do now. Uh, that line has always hit me hard. Uh, when I'm all alone, I'm up in my room pacing. And finally, a chip on my shoulder, a touch they discovered me late. I've been cutting up like this before the cover of Fader. Got this love around my city since young enough for braces, etc. until the very end of the track. Again, I really cannot recommend this track enough. Alright, we are back. Uh, gonna be candid here. No reason to not be. Uh, recording, going fine. You know, in my studio, aka bedroom. All of a sudden, across the street, they decided to start clear-cutting a fucking forest. So, I am currently uh, sitting in my Honda Civic below my old high school. Still trying to make it out the mud. What's up? Alright. So, Life We Live is the shortest track here. Barely a minute and a half, but boy oh boy is there more substance here than a lot of projects have in totality. Now we are getting into the true reflection stage of Into the Earth. Produced by Keem the Cypher, Life We Live is the subtlest instrumental here, percussion being the main focus of the track, and that less is more approach works really well in this instance. Um, this is another track where every single lyric is super important, so just please listen to it. No chorus, we dive right into the verse with what are, in my eyes, the most crucial lyrics to the track. What a life we live, different year, same, smiling like we kids. Don't let me forget, if I ever failed to mention, I would be remiss. Pulled in three different directions by a single rope. This shit to me a joke. Company's fucking with me just to seem a little woke. What are we supposed to do? All my idols dead, or they took the devil fully in their idle hands. And I'm like the man, imperfect and even selfish when they lie in prayer. You don't need me to hold your hand through this, right? Like nothing against lyric breakdown content by any means. As a matter of fact, I am a fan of many lyric breakdown YouTube channels and such. Again, it's just not the kind of content I would like to produce. Uh, I want you to think for yourself. The next portion I would like to bring to your attention goes as follows. She just want to hold my coins and hear me philosophize. And I'd like to deny, but how could I? Water turned to gold off of my tongue where it alchemized. Counterfeits old civic out for Midas. Masked up big sticks now like Al-Qaeda. Kind of question, ain't you quit? It's past the lighter. Gotta do a lot of squinting at my past to like it. Now, Life We Live is a deeply reflective cut that again i feel doesn't require much lyrical analysis as long as you are paying attention to the lyrics all of the tools for dissecting the song are there 
And at the last stop on the End of the Earth tour, we arrive at Town Crier. I said at the start of this episode that this is the only project I don't have a definitive favorite song off of. But if I had to, like, gun to my head pick, it's going to be Town Crier. Um, But first, a word from today's final sponsor. No, I'm kidding. Alright, so the second track here produced by Aloysius contains a sample of Warning by Japanese prog rock band BKYO RAN. Uh, probably butchered that, but the song, sample song itself is utterly fantastic, and holy shit, this instrumental gives me chills just thinking about it. It's still ethereal in the realm of time travel, but at the same time haunting, and ultimately it's just beautiful in every single sense of the word. Town Crier is also the most lyrically dense track, and honestly, the best way to cover would be to read every single word. Every syllable Mavi sounds here is important. No idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. This first line here is reiterated from Nas's uh, No Idea is Original uh, off of Lost Tapes, and follows it up with The Way I Lifted That is example number one. This right here is another example, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the fifth one on this project, of an introductory line that could not set the scene better. Although the next three minute plus uh, are as original as they come, Mavi delivering some of the most honest and heartfelt lyrics we've heard yet, Town Crier can make an infant feel nostalgic. The power this song has over me is unrivaled with the exception of my favorite song of all time, You by Kendrick Lamar a track executed very similarly. Uh, The emotion in the delivery of both of these tracks, along with uh, the perfect storytelling, excellent use of repetition, I think it's easy to see how I drew these comparisons. Uh, Zanny killed the druggie and me standing up for once. I don't need the Huggies baby when you pulling up. I don't need the loving baby, I just need the touch. Now we get into the portion I relate to the most. Coming up is one of my favorite lyrics ever spoken in music. Prove to me that I exist. Prove to me that I'm good. Prove to me the nihilistic drifter under the hood is not the real Mobby. I just need to feel proper. Talking killed my zil glossy. I can get a little toxic. I just need a little logic. Something I can bind to. Limits in my head. Prison bars for me to grind through. Uh, the next lines I cannot relate to you know, really at all, at the very least in the sense that Mavi does, you know, referencing his disdain for the triangular transatlantic slave trade that began in the 1600s. You know, I obviously share this sentiment, but by no means will I act like I even have the right to talk about me being upset about it. It's not the same at all. I'm not going to act like I get it. Uh, As well as advising listeners to stay away from mayonnaise colored lust for procreation's sake. Stuff like that. I'm not going to comment on. You can see why. Um... The next part I would like to bring to attention is very important to me. Specifically, and it comes later in the track, we are picking back up with penniless and humble folk driving school buses. Lunch ladies have reunions. Come and give me hug, baby. A Come and give me hug, baby. Come and show me love. They just want an update to know I'm not a husk. Uh, I'm not from a city. I'm from and still live in a small town an hour and 20 minutes roughly outside of Charlotte. And I see this vividly, just all of the time. Uh, There are bus drivers and lunch ladies from my youth that I consider truly important to my formative years, and occasionally running into those people is one of the only things I truly enjoy about still being in that same small town. Now, obviously the location, rural or urban, doesn't matter uh, in this instance, but like, 
Say I moved to Charlotte, I'm significantly less likely to run into John or Teeny. It's, you know, just a matter of location, not the size or population density, but the location. Now, Moonlighter, those crushed Percocets make the room tighter. Close up brush of death make the zoom wider. Scraped enough crumbs off the bread, full biting. Mad, I'm amassing my full power. Y'all wasn't laughed at at school, I was. Quick buck undercover, couple moves floundered. Six tucks to the muzzle like a cool shower. Too long without my mama, I'm a loose groundin'. Too long without the chronic, I'm a loose frownin'. Too long out in public, I'm a brood about it. It's just, I feel every single lyric here just to my core. This whole excerpt carries significant meaning to me and also may just be the pinnacle of the project's musicality. It's perfect. Town Crier is what the entirety of the project is building up to and the payoff is just like no words. Um, following this, Town Crier fades into a mantric refrain centering around the phrase, I don't really. Uh, sometimes alternating with, I don't really think it's shit I could do, or I don't really think there's nothing I could do about it. I don't really see no way I can lose. And finally, I don't really think, with various line variations in play as the track fades out. And holy fuck, we reach the end. I am so grateful to you as the listener for making it to this point. Uh, I couldn't have done it without you. Primarily, just thank you, Mavi, for creating this project. Um, it truly has saved my life on numerous occasions. And uh, it's still it's still baffling to me to see an artist as just impressive as you on every single level still not uh, receive the respect that they deserve. But we all know it's coming in due time. Um, you have such a bright career ahead of you. Um, I just, I absolutely adore this project. It is my personal favorite hip-hop project of all time, and I kind of feel like I haven't done it justice at all. So I'm going to try again next year on the same date and hopefully get it right. Um, this project deserves more. It's certainly worth your undivided attention. Just like even Omavi as a whole is worth your undivided attention. Um, I... Like, this kid is Bitcoin. Just get in on him early because he will only get better from here. Just as impossible as it may seem. Um, yeah, Mavi is an artist that everyone should be able to enjoy. And it's an absolute travesty to see him go as underrated as he is. Uh, he's in my personal top five, along with the likes of Andre 3000, Black Thought from The Roots, uh, Most Def, etc. And 100% in the top five artist of anyone in the game objectively over the last eight years like he truly doesn't have a single bad song like just not one get on omavi once again just thank you so much for listening um i have absolutely no idea how this episode is going to come off but i know for a fact i missed the mark and that's okay i didn't even do a test episode but we'll get better as we go along um, the next episode is going to just be an overview of my podcast goals, uh, an introduction to me as a person, my music preferences, all that jazz. But after that, I legitimately want this to be as democratic as possible. So if there is a topic you would like to hear discussed, whether it be an artist, album, subgenre, or even a single song, just please let me know. Um, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe.